shoot. Welcome to Liberty FM, the podcast dedicated to all things New York Liberty. I'm Felicia, and I'm joined by my co-host and husband, Francois. This is episode 14, recapping an important week for the New York Liberty with two battles against the defending champ, the Las Vegas Aces, and a chance to win a trophy for the first time in team's history. And finally, a road trip to Phoenix to end the week. Francois, let's start with the Commissioner's Cup where the New York Liberty beat the Aces 82-63 to and win their first trophy in the team's history. Yes, they did it. They beat Woo-hoo. the Las Vegas Aces in Vegas for the first trophy in the history of the New York Liberty. Whew, what a game, what a performance. Um, I think, you know, we, we could tell that both teams wanted that trophy because the first... Well, let's just say four or five minutes. Yeah. Uh, we're no very. <laughs> I feel like it was a mixture of like you know intensity, both teams being nervous. Obviously, you know this the rivalry that everybody wants to uh, create and talk about, and so I could I could tell that there was some form of tension and nervousness on both uh, sides. Um, and that kind of led to that, that, those weird first four minutes where nobody could make a, a single shot in this game. So Yeah, the first shot came off of uh, free throws for Asia Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like what was great in this game was to see the progress of the New York Liberty. Mm-hmm. We, we saw the, the first game, the first matchup in June in Vegas where... You could sense that the Aces were pretty much in control of the game and and the matchup and knew how to beat the Liberty. Almost like they felt like they couldn't get beaten by the Liberty. And then we had that route in in, in Brooklyn uh, a couple of you know weeks ago uh, with a crazy performance by the New York Liberty. But the question was, can they reproduce that kind of performances yeah. in Vegas, who was unbeaten so far in the season at home? Um, so I was I was ecstatic with the win, and uh, yeah, let's let's try to break it down the, this game because there this, there was plenty of things uh, to talk about, uh, and like you said, the you know the first basket came from free throws from from Asia Wilson, but we gotta give credit uh, to you know there's two players that that come in mind is is John Cole Jones. Mm-hmm. And Marin uh, Johannes. Yep. Um, John Cole Jones, who was voted uh, the MVP of this final. And I think it was really well deserved, especially considering how she's been playing uh, since the All-Star break. And we've been mentioning them many, many times. Her teammates have been praising her. Mm-hmm. Brandelo has been praising her. Well, what did you make of her performance uh, in that Commissioner's Cup final? She is so dominant now. You know, I think, again, everyone's talking about it from her teammates, the media, everyone's seeing this change and and just maybe not necessarily change, just the build, the confidence, like she's coming out, she's she's understanding the system. She has it now, you know, and I think it's just going to keep building from here and she just did a fantastic, fantastic job um, on the aces with just staying in the paint. Yeah. You know, she had 15 rebounds and just such a dominant force going up against Asia Wilson, who was also a dominant force in this league. And so 
she held her ground. She held her own. And you can tell that when JJ's on the floor, the Libs are a different team. They 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 need her on the floor at all times, you know. And, and even when she got rest, sometimes, you, you know, you had switch-ups and you got Maureen uh, Johannes in there. She also lit up. I think yeah. she lights up well against the Aces for some reason. I don't yeah. know why, but I'll take it. You know, but for both of them, they just did such a fantastic job on the floor um, against the Aces that night. Yeah, and um, to be fair, um, we got to also give credits to, um, you know, Sabrina Ionescu, who mm-hmm. who hold the ground uh, against the guards of the Aces, mm-hmm. particularly Jackie Young. Uh, she did a very good job, um, you know, to be, on, you know, be with her and not getting beaten. Um, but when you have JJ, you know you can count on JJ in the yeah. paints to like you know help you when you get beaten by the guard. That that's a tremendous help. But I felt like Sabrina. It didn't seem like she was like, oh, JJ's gonna you know, bail me out every single time. No, uh, she held her she, down she really, for sure. Yeah, because when you look at some of the stats, um, you know, of the the Aces player, especially the guards. Um, you know, I, I wrote the star after like 10 minutes. Uh, Kelsey Plum was 0 for 5, um, 0 for 3 at the three point line, 0 points. Jackie Young, 1 for 6, and uh, 0 for 3 at the three point line, 2 points. If you have, you know, among the best guards in the league with only 2 points in total after 10 minutes, now obviously a lot of players were not scoring, but like that, that kind of set the tone I felt for the Liberty. Like mm-hmm. they seem to start to figure things out against the the Aces, and that's really promising for eventually a, a future final. Hopefully, yeah, I think you know, in the first half of the season, I would have to say, for the Aces, just having a, a handful of losses, really, they looked unstoppable. You know, to me, I was a little nervous at first for the Liberty with them trying to figure things out. It looked like the Aces already had things figured out. And you're just kind of like, uh, how's this going to go for this this first year, you know, with the new Liberty team? And it just seems like, yeah, again, after the All-Star break, everything just started to click. And I would have to say these last couple games for the Aces, no matter what the shooting percentages are for the Aces. Some people had a bad night. Some people want to say, you know, they just were off shooting and stuff for, you know, the last game and, you know, and the and the Commissioner's Cup against the Liberty. I would just have to say that it does look like the Aces are beatable. Yeah, you know, which it, it, they... was very hard to believe, like, a few months ago. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I really thought, I was like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. But... You start to see the Liberty figure things out and pressing, you know, the aces. And and with JJ coming in there, I have to say she is going to be the person that's going to make the Liberty tick, especially against the aces. You know, um, it all starts with their defense. It really does. They are both teams are offensive powerhouses. We all know that. And so it's really, I feel like, for both teams, it comes down to their defense. Like, who's going to get the defensive stop? Who's going to make these shots? And, you know, even though the Aces still had, you know, um, their defense going up against Stewie and others, but, you know, thank goodness for people like J.J., Maureen, Sabrina, people were holding it down that, 
you need it out there. Yeah, definitely. You mentioned Stewie, and I think that's that's. I wouldn't say an area of concern because Tui, if she has a bad shooting night, she always manages to, you know, find other ways to make herself useful and mm-hmm. in carrying a team. So she would defend, she would block, she would, you know, steal the ball, she would like get all the rebounds, uh, have more assists. But it does seem like the the aces in the last, you know, couple of. I mean, if I look, I mean the 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 game against uh, the game in New York. Stewie was actually pretty good in the second half, but in the first half, she didn't necessarily have a good shooting night. The, the first game in, in Vegas, she also struggled. And then also in that game, the, the Aces kind of find a way to like sort of crowd her and, mm-hmm. and you know, push her to take difficult shots. Now, yeah. I feel like sometimes maybe she could have had some of the fouls, but... You know, I think they, they, they got her right where they wanted her to yeah. be, just like making very, very difficult shots, and, and, and not a lot of them were getting in. So, what yeah, do you make I of mean, that? With Stewie, you know, she's going to get Asia, you know. It, That's you a know, handful. It's already a handful. So, you know, when you double, triple team, you crowd her, you don't give her any space whatsoever. You know, she has to give it up. She has to give it up to the other players or she's forced into a tough shot that's not going down. And so, you know, for Stewie, she definitely relied on her teammates and they definitely picked up the slack for where the Aces just seemed they they decided it looked like they decided like we got to stop. Stewie. It's kind of like... She's the anchor of the team. So. She's the anchor. So they're like, if we can stop her, we're going to have to live with everybody else and just hopefully our defense will will take care of everyone else. But not this game. You know, I think with JJ um, having such a spectacular game, Marine coming off the bench Ooh. and hitting some spectacular Ooh threes. Ooh la la. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it was great because I do think... I just wish... Um, one of the things I do wish is for Marine to play more. I oh. know... We'll Sandy, get- if you listen to her, please give her <laughs> some extra minutes, five, ten to uh, to Marine because, whew. I think she could have had more points if she played more. To be honest with you, um, because even towards the end of this game, I was like, "Who's the MVP? Is it going to ah, be JJ? Yes, Is yes. it going to be Marine?" But with JJ's uh, stats, I was like, "Yeah, it should be. It should go to JJ." But again, like. The folks that came off the bench for the team tonight, they did well. They, you know, Kayla, Kayla Thornton, Marine, mm-hmm. they both did tremendously well for the minutes they, they put up tonight. So, good job for them. Yeah, I mean, uh, what can we say about Marine, uh, Johannes? We, we're so happy that she's starting to get a groove back and find her confidence again. Because when she shoots like that, it's, it's, it's beautiful to watch. And she's almost unstoppable. Mm-hmm. She was scoring freeze after freeze at a moment where the Liberty really needed it. Yeah, like you said, like Junko Johnson and her carried the team while Stewie was struggling. Uh, Sabrina was kind of quiet in the first half. And yeah, this this something with the Las Vegas Aces because I think I mentioned it before or in another podcast where I remember last year uh, when Marine was also incredible against the Aces and that game uh, last season where they beat the Aces in mm-hmm. Vegas and score the highest uh, you know number of points in the history of the the Liberty with 116 points and I remember Marine was shooting from everywhere. They don't seem to know how to really stop her because I mean, this 
there's not only, there's not a lot of players like her to be honest. Like how she's able to you know kind of shoot with one leg or just like running fast and then shooting on the side while mm-hmm. running. Like it's just incredible. And uh, yeah, she she bailed the the Liberty out quite a few times where they really needed it. I mean, she's sort of like who she reminds me of is kind of like Steph Curry. She's always running around, so she's always she she doesn't typically you know sometimes they have plays where yeah she might be a bit more stationary, but usually she's on the move. So and that's where she does her best when she's on the move, and so. You know, that's hard to keep up if she's constantly moving. It's kind of like with Steph, what people have to guard Steph Curry. He's always moving. And so it it makes it really difficult. And so, you know, yeah, for her, those, those, uh, when you set screens for her or when she's getting that that shot off from, like, especially on the side, those three point shots on one leg, just like, who is it? That's why they call her the magician. So, you know, she did a fantastic job and she does play well against the aces typically. I think, you know, she had the most threes than the entire team of, of the aces. So kudos to her. Yeah, she had five frees, which was the same number of frees the aces score uh, for the whole team. Oh. Uh, which is <laughs> shocking when you think about it. Only yeah. five frees for the, the aces. Uh, so kudos to uh, the Liberty's defense. But in the second quarter, though... Um, the Aces started to find their rhythm again and, mm. and kind of like a way of playing basketball that could be dangerous for any team. But I think like the, the Liberty kind of allowed them to kind of play fa- you know, a faster pace. And when the Aces start playing you know, fast, yeah. that, that is tough to beat. But the Liberty, you know, we know they kind of struggle with transition defense and I was really worried because in the second quarter, to end the second quarter, the Aces had an 11-0 run, um, and I think they took a a four-point lead at the half when I felt like the Liberty had been sort of in control of the game, and all of a sudden the Aces are, you know, fighting back. You know, but I think with the Liberty and the Aces, this can be a game of runs. You know, it's like one team hits first, the other team hits back. You know, it's just the ebbs and flows of a game. And the thing is, is that you don't, for either side, you don't want your opponent going on too much of a ride, you know, uh, too much of a run. And so, you know, for the Aces, you knew this wasn't going to be some, you know, complete blowout in the first half, like all the Liberty. I think just for the Liberty, it's like staying locked in all the time. And that, and that can be difficult because, yeah, the Aces are a, a fantastic team and they're a really tough opponent. So you knew that the Aces weren't going to stay down for too long. They were going to try to have a comeback in this game. They did that, you know, in the second quarter to take that four-point lead in the half. But I always thought with the Liberty and the Aces games that if they just keep it close, it could go either way. Obviously, yeah. we want the Liberty to win, but as long as you can keep – the scores close. The Liberties, they're always going to have a chance. And what really helped the Liberty in this game were the threes that were coming yeah. from everyone. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, we definitely needed threes because in uh, in the third quarter, like it seemed like the Aces were still, you know, carry on from that momentum in the second quarter, and and Jackie Young started cooking mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, like I was when I was rewatching the game and some of the the plays, like she's so explosive. Like it's so hard to like keep up with her, and she can do pretty much everything. But when she start like getting into the paint, have those little 
mid-range shots, taking frees. Like as much as Sabrina was making great effort in the first half, it was it was really hard to stop her in, in the second half. So I was worried again because I was like, oh man, if she start finding a groove, starting to find her shots, like it's gonna be hard. But we mentioned JJ, like. She was literally everywhere mm-hmm. in the second half. We mentioned it uh, earlier, but literally she was the, the difference maker in the second half. And yeah, even though at some point we were like, hmm, is Maureen going to get the, the MVP trophy? Because, you know, she ended up being the, the best scorer of the game with 17 points. But she, she didn't play like, you know, tons of minutes, like, right. you know, 14, 15 minutes. You could argue, wow, she was super effective for the amount of time she was on the court. But if you look at the overall performance, like, yeah. JJ... It's definitely JJ. She was grabbing every single rebound. She was mm-hmm. making herself available in the paint. You know, as much as we complain about the Liberty in the first part of the season, like, not fighting for rebounds, not boxing out, like, she was literally getting every rebound, defensive and offensive. And what was crazy was that, you know, when you think about it, like, the Aces, I think, only had maybe, like, four or five rebounds in the second yeah, half. Yeah. And if you look at the stats, I'm, I'm just going to look at them quickly. The Liberty won the battle of the rebound 49-28. to 28. That is incredible. I mean, yeah. the Liberty have definitely been better um, in the you know on the offensive and, and defensive boards, but beating the the Aces by that much. Yeah, for sure. Credits to uh you know to John Cole Jones who ended up with 16 points and 15 rebounds, and uh, what a what a pres- presence uh, defensively. And yeah, you wanted to say something, Felicia? Yeah, you know I think in this. You know, for the second half, everyone's going to make adjustments, you know, and the Aces did that. You know, we don't, you always know this is a battle. This isn't just, oh, we're just going to kind of keep with the same game and just go out there. No, they're going to make the adjustments. You have two fantastic coaching staffs in both the, the Liberty and the Aces. And so this is, this is what you want to see. And we hope that these two teams get into the, get to the final round, um, once playoffs begin, but you know, this is what you want to see. You want to see high intensity basketball. You want to see them going at it and they made the adjustments. Jackie Young came out. Sabrina needed to keep up with her and couldn't at times, but you still had JJ and you still had others that could really defend well in the paint. But again, once the aces started to go off, I think that the Liberty just needed to settle down a little bit and they they started to come back in the third they they started to make a a bit of a comeback you know you know at, at first i was a little scared like oh no don't lose this game don't don't yeah. let it go yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't let this go but you know with Sloot also she had um some important points in there as well yeah, yeah. and that really kept the liberty even with them defending well on stewie still you know, everyone contributed, and, and Kayla Thornton coming in at that point. Yeah. So she had, what, two threes? Yeah, two threes. <laughs> Marine got one. And then Sabrina, who was very quiet. Um, I think, like, I don't know. I think of that meme with uh, Shaquille O'Neal where he says, like, you know, I, I, I apologize. I wasn't familiar with your game. I felt like that was... You know, that kind of moment for Baron Davis, who uh, was one of the, the announcers yeah. for, for the game. Because... 
he I don't know if he was dialing Sabrina or something, but like, you know, she showed up in that fourth quarter with three incredible frees and I think he's like, Oh, my bad. I wasn't familiar with your game. Much respect Sabrina. But that that kinda quieted the crowd and and, and kinda knocked down the, the aces at, at that moment and uh the the Liberty never looked back from, from that moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, once you started knocking down threes from all over the place and they set some good screens for Sabrina as well for her to get those threes down. And they just took control coming into the fourth. I mean, basically, when you look at um, each quarter, the Liberty won three out of the four quarters, which was what they needed to do. They needed to go quarter by quarter um, and, and really get this win. And they did that. And JJ got MVP they get extra to bring, money. They get extra money. They get to help out um, Cal and Lord, yeah. um, which was great for them to to you know get that big donation. And so it was just an overall great win for the Liberty, and just um, seeing them bring the first trophy, one of the first trophies. We hope that by the end of this season they will have another, but yeah, yeah. the first one of you know hopefully other trophies to come. Um, but yeah, it was just great knowing that they're going to bring these trophies back home. The first in the Liberty's history. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was really happy. I mean, obviously we've been rooting for the Liberty for some time and, and it was great to, um, you know, see them bring that trophy. I know it's, it's still a young trophy, you know, it's been the third year that the commissioner's cup has been, uh, brought in, uh, in the league. You know, you still try to figure out, like, you know, if there's really any excitement for that cup. Because it's, it's you know, a little strange because in the regular season, you got games that counts for the Commissioner's Cup, some that don't. So people are always confuse, okay, which game really counts for the Commissioner's Cup and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it, it takes a little time for people to really warm up to that. But... I think what is interesting is definitely the final, uh, you know, because you got two teams that obviously uh, were performing well, and mm-hmm. it turns out that it was the, you know, the two quote-unquote super teams and the two teams that everybody wants to see in the, in the final, and people are pushing so hard for the, you know, rivalries and stuff like that, because obviously that's what brings people, that's what, you know, people want to see, but, you know, beyond that, obviously we probably, you know, happier than you know just random fans that didn't necessarily root for both teams but it was it felt so great to see the the joy of uh, of those ladies uh you know getting that extra money getting a first trophy for the history of the team Jonko Jones with you know all the efforts that she put in to get back into a, a MVP level you know Marine you know that embraced Sabrina at the end like just like the humbleness of of the players and uh yeah just the celebration in the locker room it, it was it was great to see but unfortunately in the back of my mind i was also like oh snap they just play in two days yeah. after that celebration they, they just yeah. go back in that's two tough. days same arena same team that's it's kind of hard like they, they really have to figure out something with that schedule because even though it's a commissioner's cup break all the other teams on break but not those two teams and i don't know if they did it on purpose or not but turned out that two days later they were playing uh, each other again and maybe it would have been nice to have maybe a little bit more break for those two teams Mm -hmm. um but it is it is what it is um so 
Yeah, we we you know obviously we we knew that it was gonna it was gonna be hard uh, to face that team again, but. You know, like I said in the previous podcast, if, you know, out of those three games that the Liberty were playing, if there was one win that was probably the most important, it was that, it was that win because it, it, you know, it brings happiness and extra money for, for the players and that, you can't take that away from them. Yeah. And, you know, I wish it did count, um... For the overall season record ah. to show that they beat the Aces on their home court. It doesn't technically count. Yeah. But they still lost on their home court. So we were happy with that. And can I just say that I'm happy they got better trophies this year? <laughs> oh, you still because you still thinking about the last- All-Star game from last year. Listen, they just got... Oh, yeah, it was the All-Star game. But still, I'm just happy that the trophies overall are getting better and that they've gotten bigger trophies, better trophies than the little ones they had To be fair, Felicia, I mean, they've put some efforts in the Commissioner's Cup trophy. But to be fair, I looked at the trophy from last year and the year prior. They were actually bigger than this year's trophy. So, oh, really? So I think you, oh, you definitely man. you definitely have in mind the... I'm thinking about the All-Star. The All-Star yeah. game. But when you look at it, though, it is more practical, mm-hmm. uh, the trophy of, of this year, because, like, like they were heavy, the, mm-hmm. the ones from previous seasons. So it's not very practical for the players to lift it and, like, pass it along. And I feel like the, the roots of the trophy... Was was better designed, so yeah. Um, so yeah. And it looked like a crown. Exactly, so, own the crown. Own the crown. Right. It, it looked like a crown. All right, so I think that's that's it for the commissioner's cup, and uh, let's move on now to uh, the second uh, matchup of the week against the Las Vegas Aces again. So we knew that the Las Vegas Aces were going to show up with a chip on their shoulder because, you know, two losses in a row now against the, the New York Liberty, and that could not happen again uh, a third time in a row. And obviously they had the advantage of being at home again, uh, you know, short turnaround between the two games, so times to make adjustments. And boy, they, they did make adjustments, right? Yeah, they definitely did. They came in with a chip on their shoulder. You can tell from the beginning of the game, they started strong. And, you know, you thought the Liberty had... You were like, okay, the Liberty... Yeah, they started well. It was like an 8-0 run. 8-0 run. You're like, okay, the Liberty are still in this. You know, obviously, we know this is always going to be a game of ebbs and flows. We know this is going to go back and forth, and the Aces would figure it out. And that's basically what it was. But I think for... You know, the Liberty, the Aces stuck to their game plan of still, you know, getting at Stewie, trapping her, making it very difficult for her to make those shots. And, you know, unfortunately for this game, what was the the turning factor for the Liberty was not having John Quill Jones on the floor as much. Uh, Getting into foul trouble early. And that really changed the whole complexion of the game. And I think that really is what you could tell once J.J. was off the floor, it created a hole in that team and the Aces took advantage. Yeah, I mean, let's try to have, you know, let's try to be objective. 
you know, we're Liberty fans, so people are probably going to think, wow, you know, they complain because they didn't get the calls or, you know, they had all those fouls mm-hmm. and blah, blah, blah. But let's, let's put it in context. So Asia Wilson, for example. So she had two bad games, uh, you know, quote-unquote bad games, obviously, against the Liberty, bad shooting nights. I mean, the, the last game, the Commissioner's Cup, she had nine points. And uh, she was two for two for ten, I think. Yeah, two for ten. And I think she was two for fourteen in the game um, in in New York. Um, and there was one play that you know really obviously everybody talked about. It was that at some point she grabbed a rebound. She got a hard foul by Kale Foran that you know put her on the floor, and she got you know she got mad to the oh, point yeah. where. Becky Hammond anticipated, and everybody said, like, man, she hasn't run that fast since, like, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, Liberty Days or, like, you know, the Sparks. Uh, no, not the Sparks, but the, the San Antonio team. Um, you know, she was so quick because she knew what was happening or, like, what, you know, Asia felt. And we saw, like, in, you know, when Asia Wilson got mad that, you know, that it was, she was saying that it wasn't the first time yeah. that, you know, she was getting fouled regularly. And Becky Hammond probably, like, you know, she probably said it to, to Becky Hammond. But to be fair, like, yes and no. Like, literally, like, I can obviously think of the, the play by JJ in that game in, in, in Brooklyn where, obviously, it was a pretty hard foul. You know, she held both Asia, got a flagrant one. It was... To be honest, close to flagrant foul too. But other than that, I, I didn't really think that the Liberty were, you know, overly physical with Asia. I felt like they defended well on her, made, you know, try to make it really hard for her to take those mid-range shots. But you could tell that she had a chip on the shoulder and felt like, you know, the ref were not, you know, doing their job, you know, calling the, the fouls when they need to. So that's, you know, the the impression we got from the Aces that they were not treated fairly. But to be honest, I didn't think the refs were, like, pro-Liberty. Um, I would actually say that the Aces got more favorable calls than the mm-hmm. Liberty because, like you said, like, the, the free fouls from John Cole Jones in the, in the first half, I mean, two of those free fouls were completely imaginary or very light. And, I mean, she had to be back on the bench with like close to seven minutes in the second quarter and knowing that she was the MVP of the yeah. commissioner's game and you're not going to have that defensive presence and that presence in the paint. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, I remember at the start of the game, she scored a free on Asia. Not a lot of centers can shoot frees like she does. So, you know, it was it was terrible for the Liberty and uh, that's when I felt like the, the Aces took, it, took advantage of the, of the situation. Yeah, I mean, once you get out, you know, you've already locked down your anchor and Stewie. You know, they're locking her down, making it very difficult for her to get shots up um, or taking just really difficult shots that won't go down. You know, you get your other big out in John Cole Jones and getting into foul trouble. Now that forces basically the liberty to sort of play small ball. It was hard because... You couldn't really, I mean, she tried to play Sabali, but at this point, yeah. you feel like Sabali is, I don't know if it's just the aces, I, you know, but she just didn't look in rhythm. She just looked out of it. <laughs> like she, 
almost a little bit. I don't want to say she's regressing. She's just not getting enough time, no. you know, on the on the court. And so, you know, it just she just looked all over the place, and you needed to get her out fast. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, it was tough. It was tough to but, watch. I love Savoli, but yeah, like lately, it's it's been difficult for her. Yeah, it's been difficult, and and maybe that's just because she's not getting the minutes, you know. Um, and that's the tough part is that you got to stay ready that once you come in, even if it's for a few minutes, that you try to do the best you can do. But, yeah, it, it didn't go well for her. You know, Maureen coming in, uh, you know, uh, she's still. That was I, my biggest frustration from that game. I don't know why they don't play Maureen more. I wish they did because she actually is great. She's quick, too. I'm not saying she's the best defender out there, but she can at least get to her spots pretty quickly to defend. She's always moving. So that's that's the person that, you know, would be good out there to try to just keep pace with your opponent because not everyone can keep pace. Not everyone on the Liberty can keep pace with the aces. When they start to move fast yeah. and that, that ball is popping back and forth, it's going to be really tough. And so, and unfortunately for the Liberty, they switch a lot. So yeah. if those switches aren't matching the speed of the aces popping back and forth, someone's going to be left open. And usually it was either Plum or Young. <laughs> and Alicia Clark as well. Alicia sort of, Clark yeah. also. like, And those threes are going to go down for them because, again, the aces came into this game with a chip on their shoulder. They knew what they lost, how much they lost. <laughs> and so, I mean, yes, they got money too, but not as much as what they could have gotten <laughs> yeah. in the Commissioner's Cup. So, you know, it, and it's tough. You know, it's tough to play a team just one day in between. I basically consider that like back-to-back because just one day in between is not enough. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a playoff series. Uh, uh, Sabrina, after the game, did say that, you know, it's, it's tough um, to face the same team in a sh- such a short amount of time and, you know, in Vegas twice because they're going to make adjustments. Like... As, as much as the Liberty have figured things out against the Aces in those last few games, mm-hmm. you know, the Aces are the defending champs. So they're going to, and they have Bicky Hammond, who's, you know, one of the best coaches of the league. So they're going to figure things out. And um, they're good at, like, punishing you when, when you're struggling. And, like, that second quarter, like, there was just not a single shot that was getting in. And for the second time in a row, as much as, you know, we talked about you know the bad shooting nights of Asia Wilson uh, in two consecutive games against the the Liberty uh it seems like the 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 Aces are figuring things out with uh with Stewie as well because she had a second uh bad shooting night if I look at at the stats she was three for 15 uh from the field um so you know you gotta give a lot of credits to the Aces because if you have one of the best players in the planet on the planet to score, uh, to be free from 15 from the field after another, you know, previous bad shooting night, that that means a lot. Um, so Stewie was not, you know, shooting well. The rest of the team was not shooting well. JJ was out. Marine scored. I think it was like almost like back to back freeze. Yeah. And then Sandy put her right on the bench after that, and she didn't play like the rest of the second quarter and even a good chance of the third. Like, what was happening? I don't know what that was about. I feel like she takes Marine out at times where you need offense. And yeah, I'm again, she's not the greatest defender, but she's better than, I mean, 
she's better than some. And unfortunately, you're just going to have to play small ball. You, Stewie can't help, can't really help you because they're locking her down. JJ is out. And it's tough, you know. It's tough. Dolson has just come back yeah. in the last week. She still kind of has to get her legs under her. Mm. So it's gonna, it's not gonna be easy for Dolson either. Han Chu just came back. You don't want to throw, you know, throw her into yeah. this right away. Not nah, this very moment. She yeah. hasn't played with the team much at all, you know, this year. So it, it's just a tough one. I think the thing for the Liberty though is that getting back to the basics. For them, it it's really handling the ball, taking care of the ball. Their Achilles heel showed up huge in this game, and that Achilles heel is turnovers and transition defense. And we have said that you've heard them talk about it. Um, you've heard Sandy talk about it. That that is just the area they have to tighten up, and that is where the Aces took advantage, especially. With turnovers, you know. Turnovers were a big issue in this game. And some of those turnovers were real silly turnovers. And so you, with these double-digit turnovers, teams are going to, you're giving away free points, basically, (laughs) if if the teams can convert on a turnover. And so, you know, for the Liberty giving that up, especially, what, in the fourth quarter? Yeah, I I, I, see. Screenshot something that I saw on, on Twitter from uh, journalist uh, Alexa Filippou. And she has said that, so the Liberty had eight turnovers in the first seven, uh, no, uh, they had eight turnovers in the first three quarters of the game. <laughs> and in the first seven minutes of the fourth quarter, they had eight turnovers as well. So they had just as much turnovers in the fourth and then they the, had the whole game. That, yeah, it's 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 insane. And with a team like the Aces, you cannot yeah. turn the ball eight times uh, in a quarter. And you look at the stats, I think they had, what, 16 turnovers? 16 total, yeah. Yeah, 16 turnovers. And if you look at uh, the number of points that the Aces score off those 16 turnovers, 21 points. Yeah. And they only lost by 13. So you got you can easily pinpoint uh, you know where the the Liberty lost that game, and uh, you know we were hopeful in the third quarter like things were going back to a certain grooves like Sabrina was scoring freeze, Stewie was you know more aggressive and mm-hmm. and try to find a way to score and be impactful. JJ was back you know obviously after free fouls. And, you know, the Liberty won that, that quarter, 24 to 15. So, you know, we were only down by, like, four or five at some point in the yeah. game. But fourth quarter with those turnovers, you know, uh, Asia Wilson was started cooking, being aggressive, attacking uh, the basket, getting those N1s, getting her, you know, her mid-range shots in the paint, you know, like at the, you know, top of the paint. Chelsea Gray, she had yeah. a, she she was on a mission. She was she was mad. Like she was yeah. like, I'm I'm fed up with this Liberty team. I'm gonna you know beat you up in any way I can. Like you know she has that thing where she's like dribbling, stop, lean back, and take a shot where you feel like she's gonna like fall down or something. But mm-hmm. it gets in like almost every single That's time. Her shot. And, you know, she had those dimes where she's like those no-look passes. And then she's like, almost like, you know, that's like in a movie. And she was she was incredible. Like the Chelsea Gray that obviously 
we we know but that we wish she wasn't mm-hmm. uh you know i guess the the, the liberty and um she ended up with a a triple double in this game uh 22 points 11 rebounds and 11 assists being the first uh aces uh to get a triple double in the history of the of the team yeah if i can just say to go back on something just about the liberty yeah you know in that fourth quarter i have to question a coach's decision of keeping a player in i that has the most turnovers of the team. Oh. And yes, Vandersloot is the general, but she had five turnovers for the game. And I, watching that game, she had, I don't think all five came in the fourth quarter, did it? Or was it just three or four of them? She had back-to-back turnovers yeah. for sure. And she definitely had about three or four in the fourth quarter. And so... It was just so frustrating to watch because the Aces will basically score. You're just giving away points at this point. And so, you know, I'm wondering, like, okay, why not sit Vandersloot for a second? She had back-to-back. Put Maureen. You could have put Maureen in even for a couple minutes. Like, that's the part I just don't understand. You kept and, – and that's the thing, like – when you see certain players that are doing well, and I know Marine is technically not a starter, but in this game, you're trying to win. Yeah. Sloot is not doing it for you. She just, she having a bad night handling the ball. Like, that's just, it's, it's a bad night. And so, why keep her in? Like, why keep her in the game, not put Marine back in? to maybe get some offense, nothing. And and it just, the aces took off from there. It, it's funny because, like, there was the the only game that Vandersloot missed this season was, um, you know, the back-to-back, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago when they faced the Minnesota Lynx at home. It was a back-to-back night after playing the Atlanta Dream. And uh, Sandy decided to rest Vandersloot, just, mm-hmm. you know, precautionary measures. And I remember when we watched that game at the Barkers, I was like, oh, you could tell that Vandersloot is not there. Like, you know, you're missing the general. Like, she's, yeah, you know, yeah. orchestrating the team. And, and you could tell, like, the impact that she has on, on the team. But lately, I was like, should we should we get worried about Vandersloot and, and the role in the team and how the Aces, and I think now other teams are going to start picking up on this, on you know, some of her weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sh- I was looking at the stats and I told you the other day that, you know, it's a worse, uh, you know, shooting uh, season from the three-point line since a rookie season. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's shooting uh, less than 30% from the three-point line. And many, many times, the Liberty just let her shoot. Yeah. Um, and so obviously she's very good at like finding other ways to score. Like yeah. she would like, you know, be aggressive and go to the basket, find an, uh, a teammate for an open shot. But when this times where it's like literally no one in front of you and you have to take that shot, the aces are no problem letting her taking that shot yeah. and none of them were getting in. And then after that, yeah, like the, the turnovers for a player of that level, um, it's, it's frustrating and, and, and puzzling to, to see like some of those turnovers. It's a mixture of like, you know, lose, you know, losing focus. Maybe she's tired. The ace is also putting a lot of pressure, but yeah, at that moment, like, yeah, like as much as I love Vanderslut, like maybe 
Brandelo should have tried something different and you know brought Moreno on. Uh, unfortunately, it was too late. Like she, yeah. you know, stick to the principle she had in mind for for that game, and you know. Yeah, I just feel like though in, in those types of games, like what do you do if this was a final? Do you keep the same? people because at this point it's like if i'm a coach and i see like she's struggling she's struggling and the aces are taking advantage let her sit for a second maybe she just needs a couple minutes to get her head back in the game maybe she is tired maybe she needs a rest i don't know but as a coach i just feel like you should have sat her even if it's for a few minutes like the whole that whole quarter was a disaster for them and that's how the aces you know, they just extended that lead. You thought at the end of the third quarter, oh, okay, they're just down by a couple. They're going to stay in it. But once the turnover started to happen, and you have eight in one quarter, you're not going to win a game having eight on eight turnovers, no matter how many three balls you're landing. (laughs) You know, it's just like, it was frustrating to watch at the end. And it's like, you, the only thing you could do is just, basically watch you 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 don't see any difference you don't see any changes from from the coach's standpoint and you just you just kind of let this one get away yeah and uh i mean brandello sandy brandello was asked uh, after the game about the turnovers and she said that it was a bit of an achilles for them that you know the ace (laughs) well that's what she said um and that the aces exploded uh exploded them down on the other end uh, and they pressure them a fair bit, and um, you know she felt like the team kind of forced actions. Um, she felt like the aces, you know, pushed them to shoot a lot of threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously they're the best team in the league in terms of three point shot. Uh, yeah. But even Brandello felt like they they shoot too many threes. Yeah. Um, so I guess the aces, you know, took them where they wanted them to to yeah. be. Um, and, you know, overall, we, we couldn't get that win. Uh, we lost, you know, you know, I don't even, <laughs> I even forgot the score now, uh, 88 to 75. Um, you know, I wasn't shocked or surprised that we lost that game. Um, it was much tighter than, than the score uh, reveals itself. But there, there, there was one thing at the end of that that, that kind of bugged me, though. Um, so, you know, it was the... The bench players that were on because, you know, there was like one or two minutes left. We knew that the Liberty were not going to come back. Um, but Chelsea Gray was still on um, in the game with the with the bench players. Um, and so, you know, time was running out. And so this, this unwritten rule, uh, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like players make a big deal out of it, um, you know, for nothing. Some people argue, well, it's it's a matter of respect. You know, if you play basketball, you should know it. Um, but you could tell she was angry um, and, you know, had the ball and kept saying, like, well, they did it last time. They did it last time. And then she just threw the ball in a sort of way that shows, like, well, you know, we beat you and we're not going to do what you did. And to be fair, like, if I mean, it was hard to actually figure out what happened in the Commissioner's Cup game. Because the, you know, the directing or the camera angle were all over the place. So we actually didn't know who, you know, what happened in the last second of that commissioner's game. And we saw the scores like, wait, someone scored free? 
And it turned out that it was Jocelyn Willoughby that took a free, even though there was like half a second left on the clock. So, you know, that would have been a turnover for the Liberty. Um, but when you look back after when they celebrate the win, uh, Jocelyn Willoughby is almost like, you know, apologizing. Like she said she just threw the ball. So, you know, you look back, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really disrespect. But I felt like... Yeah. Chelsea wanted to prove a point that it's like, you know, you know, you're not going to beat us twice and, you know, you're not going to disrespect us in, in our home. But I felt like, you know, it was unnecessary, but I get it that you want to, you know, yeah, show that you're the champ and, yeah. and uh, you, don't, you don't mess with us. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we didn't get to see, you know, watching it on television and the bad camera angles. <laughs> for whoever was doing this Amazon yeah. Prime. <laughs> and some of the camera angles were pretty bad. But, um, you know, Jocelyn will be taking the three at the very end with like half a second left. I think, yeah, it would have been a turnover if, if you know, she could have let it. I guess she could have, you know, just held on to the ball. You made a turnover, fine. It's half a second. You know, maybe she, we didn't see it. So, you know, if anybody was at the game to see, maybe she tossed it up. We're totally taking a stab at it here that maybe she just tossed it up thinking, oh, you know, it's not going to go in anyway. And it happened to go in. And so, you know, we don't know what happened. But, yeah, you can tell that Chelsea Gray definitely had that chip on her shoulder and at the very end sort of let it all out. Like, they did that to us last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the rule is, you know, you see it. Dude, have you seen it in the in the NBA and WNBA handbook that you should you don't take <laughs> no, the last shot? Otherwise, like you've seen you know, it in games. To- I mean, you've seen it in NBA games where dudes will definitely get upset. You know, especially if you're already winning and you know it's not a tight game where you need this shot and just let it go. You know, it's this unwritten rule now. And so people, some people really take that to heart and they get fired up about it. And I don't think they should. But then you also, I've seen it also where you have a player that, yeah, you're already up by, say, 10, 15. There's 30 seconds left and you go and dunk it, like, for no reason. Like, it was just like, really? You had to do that? So that seemed disrespectful. It, it's tough because some people, it is an unwritten rule. So people are going to be on both sides of, of this. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, I'm maybe I'm a little old school, but I didn't feel like back in the day it really mattered and like people cared that much. But I guess now, you know, you know, it's a, a sensitive subject. But I would say if you like dribbling and just killing the time, and then there's like someone that steals the ball from you out of nowhere and then take a free yeah, or yeah. dunk, yeah, I I can understand that I'll be upset. But in this situation, I I didn't think it was, you know, that much, you know, big of a deal. But I would say, though, like, obviously, you know, the Aces were the better team in that game. Uh, Fair and square, they were better. Uh, They deserved the win. Uh, And so you're disappointed. But in the end, I was like, did did we hit a nerve, like, you know, right here? Because the way, you know, Asia was frustrated, Chelsea Gray... Obviously, the you know competitors, the winners, the you know defending champs, they you know they want to win a second time. But I felt like, hmm, if you react that way against the the Liberty, that means that Liberty are doing something well that that makes you react that way. 
So I'm like, you know, like now I feel like confident uh, that the Liberty can, you know, go, you know, toe to toe against the the Aces, which was a month and a half ago something that I never thought was was possible. So there there is hope um, that for later in the season uh, that we could. You know, create the... I mean, I wouldn't say the upset because obviously we have a great team. But I don't think a lot of people, like, put the Liberty as the, you know, winning team by the end of the season. The Aces are definitely still the favorite. So, I don't know. I, I just felt like maybe that's a good sign. I mean, you have two... You have the number one and the number two team in the league going at it. So, you know, these are the top teams in the league. They have... um a lot of the percentages for, you know, field goals, three-pointers, all of that, they're the top in the league. So they're going to go at it. And if people want to call it a rivalry, fine. You know, I don't know if it's that much of a rivalry. It's just two just top teams that want to win at all costs just going at it. And maybe it will become a rivalry. Who knows? But um, I think a lot of that, too, is just kind of the media and everyone else really hyping it. Yeah, which, of course. in a way, is still also good for the league because it brings people thing. out. It's not a terrible thing. It's just something that I hope for the players is that you stay locked in and don't get just distracted by all the noise and the, the talk from the media and others. And so, you know, sometimes I was a little puzzled by why, you know, about, I knew they had came in, I knew the aces came in with a chip on their shoulder, but yeah, some of the, the calls and them getting mad about certain things and it getting a little chippy. I think it was chippy because they knew they lost twice <laughs> now to the Liberty and they didn't want that. And so, you know, it, they're just more, when I watch the aces, they're just more aggressive. They definitely, get a lot of calls I would say when they play other teams too so they're used to getting their way you know a lot of the times and and I think that's sort of changing because I think teams are starting to figure them out a bit more yeah and I have to say sorry uh, Las Vegas Aces fans it was quite uh, satisfying should I say to see uh, over the weekend uh, the Los Angeles Sparks uh, Getting yeah. the Liberty, uh, not the Liberty, sorry, the the Aces in Vegas, which was technically their first, their first official loss. first loss mm-hmm. of the season at home because the Commissioner's Cup doesn't count for the regular season. So they're not unbeatable. Uh, there's ways to, uh, you know, exploit them. Obviously, you know, it's a much longer season than, than prior. Yeah. So there's going to be moments where teams are, you know, having a little slump. Um, and, you know, the Aces are already top of the league. They already have that playoff spot. So uh, things can happen, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, looking forward to that final game. Uh, yeah. f- you know, four games this season against the Aces. Woo. The final game would be uh, Monday, August 28th. And, you know, rivalry or not, it definitely excites people because uh, that game will be sold out for the lower bowl which means that for uh, the third time this season, they're going to open at the Barclays, the upper uh, you know, upper level seat. So uh, looking forward to that. We'll be there at the Barclays and uh, see what's going to happen for the last game of the season against that uh, super team. So unfortunately for the New York Liberty, or maybe it's a good thing, 
uh, you don't have to think too much about that loss because they were probably on that charter flight uh, right, right after, after the game uh, to travel to Phoenix uh, for a back-to-back game uh, against the Phoenix Mercury. Sandy got to uh, sleep in her own house because she obviously uh, coached for many years uh, in, in Phoenix. Uh, but yeah, I was you know kind of worried. Even though they have a shorter flight, but it's tough to have like so many games in such a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were flying to Phoenix uh, to play them on, on, on Friday, this past Friday. But there was some... I mean, it's not really good news, obviously. But we saw before the, the game that Brittany Griner uh, would not be... Uh, it would be out for this game due to health and safety protocols. As well as uh, Gustafsson, who's a very good role player for the Phoenix Mercury. Uh, and then you obviously had Shea Petty, who's out mm-hmm. for, you know, concussion protocols. So that's three, you know, the superstar of the team and two very good role players that were out for that game against the, against the Liberty. So you can't really rejoice for that. But at the same time, like, the fact that the Liberty play back-to-back is yeah. going to help them a little bit to maybe... I wouldn't say put less effort, but you know have more chances to uh, to win that game. Um, but let's let's jump into that game. And uh, at first, uh, it didn't really start uh, in a way that was very encouraging. Or do you feel like, oh yeah, they, they'll be fine. They're not gonna have the back-to-back slump. Somebody even said that they're gonna play that game 100% because they're gonna have quite a bit of a break after that. But that started the game. JJ lost the, the jumbo, which is very rare for her. Uh, and then Diana Torrance scored a free right at the start of the game. Uh, you were like, oh boy, is this going to be a, a nightmarish night, a night and uh, a surprise, shocking uh, game, considering that this, the Mercury were missing a lot of players? Yeah, I mean, it coming on a back-to-back, you just lost. You got to get on a plane. You go to Phoenix. It's... It's a lot. And, you know, I wanted them to win. I really wanted them to win both games against the Aces because I was wondering with such a, you know, this is yeah. a real back-to-back. Like, are they going to be tired? You know, who's going to be on the court for them? Um, you know, and, yeah, when you see Tarasi hit those two threes, you're like, uh-oh, she's on one tonight. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, obviously she's not like the Tarasi of, you know, uh, a peak. But she can still ball. Yeah. Obviously, you know, it's like when you play at such a high level and, you know, consider as one of the greatest, uh, you, you're not going to not know how to play basketball. So, obviously, you're not as quick and, you know, physically the same. But, you know, Tarasi, when she's, you know, when she's hot, like, she can shoot the ball, you know, blindfolded. And she had, like, you know, free freeze in, in the first half and... You were getting worried, then, you know, miscommunication on defense from the Liberty that, mm-hmm. you know, had easy baskets for, for the Mercury and the Pains. Uh, and I noticed as well, and I hope that they're going to pick up on this in, in, in future games, but we know that the Liberty struggle in transition defense. Yeah. And what was really worrying was that the second that the Mercury would get the ball, um, you know, the, get, get the defensive board, Torasi would get the ball, and she would just throw the ball to whoever ran right after the rebound. Or they probably start running even before they got the rebound. 
It was usually Sophie Cunningham. Yeah, Sophie Cunningham uh, had quite a few baskets where she would just go straight to the basket and Taurasi would just throw the ball quickly. And none of the Liberty players were back on defense, so you maybe have one or two, but they were already too late. And that was a bit of a concern, and I hope that they're going to pick up on that in the future because that that was not good. Yeah, but I also wonder if that was just coming off a of back-to-back. Probably, usually, yeah. My bad, my bad. You know, yeah, coming off a of back-to-back, you're, you know, you may not have the legs as you did in the previous game, and so... Again, transition defense was already sort of a weakness for them. And, you know, you worry with that, especially Sophie Cunningham getting ahead of the pack very early. A few times she did that to them. And then also just defense, there were definitely a lot just miscommunication and breakdown in the defense. You know, J.J. wasn't in the paint as much. Like, we're used to seeing her, you know, in this part of the season. It's like it was worrying but then at the same time, I had to keep in mind, like, this is a back-to-back. And so, but it was a little worrying to see. It just felt like J.J. going back to what she was doing in the first half yeah. of the season. When JJ she wasn't in the paint as much. She was usually, and then that's how they would get through. Because there's no one. Literally, the paint was wide open for any player to make that cut. And she's not going to make it there in time to, to block or do anything. So, you know, the Phoenix... Um, Phoenix definitely got and took advantage of of those opportunities uh, on the Liberty. Yeah, JJ, well, she 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 struggled uh, in that in that game. Uh, it was like you said, like you know, a little flashback to the the first part of the season. I felt like also the teammates were not really giving her the ball right. Like you can't expect JJ to get the ball when you like give the ball like you know yeah. around her feet or something. And you know there were times where she lost the ball as well. Um, so it was it was a tough night uh, for JJ, you know, probably obviously tired, even though I felt like because she didn't play as much in the previous game compared to the rest of the team because of foul trouble that maybe she would be, uh, you know, you know, more fresh or have fresher legs in this game. But yeah, she she struggled. But that's the good thing this year with the Liberty with, ha- you know, having so much talent. Uh, there's always a player. Uh, or two that step up, and I would say for that game, Benajah Laney. Oh yeah. And Marhen Johannes once again. Uh, Benajah, what can we say? She was everywhere in that game. It, she has this, you know, this ability to sense when, you know, when her team needs her the most. Yeah. And for that game, it was offensively. She took advantage of all the mismatch. That she had in front of her. Uh, because I don't think there was any player that was defending on her. That was like the same height as her. And obviously she's you know very powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was doing everything. Post ups. You know aggressive. Attacking the basket. Getting end ones. Mid range. Free pointers. She was the best scorer in that game with 22 points. And yeah it was it was really nice. Uh, to see a performance like that from Benajah. And then the second player was, was Maureen, who's on the roll lately, uh, you know, shooting frees like no other. And there was that player where she just, like, stole the ball from the inbound, yeah. had that <laughs> nice corner free. Yeah. And she just, like, you know, okay. carried on with, you know, like nothing happened, like, you know, just business... What I- just what I do. <laughs> Business as usual. Just what I do. You know, I don't know. Just try to be aggressive, you know. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> no, it was it was awesome, and I really hope that you know she's gonna be able to continue to play at that level, and that Sandy would you know give her more opportunities because a lot of people, media included, truly believe that she could be the the difference maker in the playoffs. Uh, and potentially against the the Aces, don't don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you got to play her more. I mean, this game they played her more, but which was great. Um, but she is gonna be that difference maker, you know. For the Liberty, you can see that you know with their starting lineup and how Sandy has been playing it thus far. It seems like she's keeping it small. Like you have your starters, and then she's getting Kayla and Marine in there to off the bench but otherwise you're not gonna see too much more than that unless they have a big lead you know and I think she's she's doing well with that and for Marine you need her she needs to like this is a time where you gotta push and she needs those minutes she needs to get get on the floor and she plays well I feel like she plays well with Sabrina um, yeah. I think with um, Sloot, she's gotten that that chemistry is getting better, you know. But yeah, with Sabrina on the floor, with both of them on the floor, they definitely play well off of each other. And she she's a shooter, and 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 the things that she can do and be on the move and shoot off of one leg and defend and steal the ball, like she is just she is that X factor sometimes on the on the court outside of JJ. She is another person coming off the bench that can really give a lift to the Liberty. Yeah, I think she probably played like one of the games where she played the most minute this season with, with 28 minutes. And uh, I mean, I don't know. People forget that she's a starter in one of the best teams in Europe. Um, she's one of the best players in Europe. She plays, you know, for the French national team, where she's obviously an important piece on that team. And she would probably be a starter in pretty much any other WNBA yeah. team, to be honest. And I'm sure a lot of WNBA team would love to have her as a, as a starter. Um, so, you know, that's why we we kind of frustrated and we wish that she had more playing time. And I was telling you the other day that I almost would love to also see her, like, free on free at the Olympics or, like... Because mm-hmm. the way she plays, it kind of reminds me of, like, when, like, people that play... Uh, in the playground where it's a lot of one-on-one, you know, free against free, and you just have to, you know, beat your opponent, like, you know, cross them over, mid-range. And there was that play in the fourth quarter where she just cooked one of the Phoenix Mercury players. She's like, you know, crossing her over, then, hmm, what am I going to do? Do I take a shot right away? No, she just, like, took a, a, a jump shot while she was tapping on the on the left side, um, it was it was insane. Yeah, she was almost going out of bounds. Yeah, almost out of bounds, and it's like, what can you do with this? Like, how do you defend this? Like, yeah. th- there's no way to defend it. Cause it's like, oh yeah, I'm still on her. Like, she hasn't beat me in the crossover, and then she has that shot where she's just like almost falling on the side and just like swish. That's that's the marine we want to see, and that's the marine that can make a big difference for this uh, Liberty team. Um, so that was. Great to see that performance. And overall, the second half was pretty comfortable. I mean, obviously, the, the Mercury missed a lot of talent. So even though they started the, the first half strong, um, they couldn't handle the, the Liberty. And 
you also had even Sabrina that that started cooking in the in the second half as well, mm-hmm. scoring freeze, getting in the paint, having those like fake passes and go to the basket. And you have to appreciate, you know, Sabrina's level and especially shooting uh, freeze. Um, Vendorslu praised her after the game um, when I think it was after the game or before the game uh, when it's like she sees how much work she's putting into her craft. You know, she's not just a catch-and-shoot uh, player. She's also finding the space when, you know, given the opportunity or on pick-and-rolls uh, to get those shots and taking shots even further and further almost every single time. And when you look at the stats, she's on course to have an historic uh, season when it comes to freeze. She's very close um, to Diana Torres's record, which is 121 frees in uh, a regular season, obviously 34 games. But right now, um, she's what, 100 and, uh, 109 or something like that, 110. Um, you know, I didn't get uh, the stats after the Phoenix game, but the, before the game, she had 107 uh, frees, and she definitely has uh, the best. Um, you know, field goal uh, percentage when it comes to free, um, you know, periods yeah. uh, in the history of the WNBA. Um, and so I think, you know, sometimes people take it for granted, um, but she puts the work and it's probably going to be an historic uh, shooting season for her. Yeah, you know, it definitely will be, but is she, you can definitely see Sabrina step up on defense And also just mid-range, going to the basket. She's protecting the ball much better when she's going to the basket. You know, anticipating, not easily getting blocked like before. Like, she's definitely stepped her game up. And that's only going to help her improve and be um, a better, you know, all-around player. Not just someone that shoots threes. You can tell how aggressive she's going into the paint. and, and, And so that's just kudos and it's great for her because I think we've always said that like she needs a mid-range shot we just need to see her have a mid-range shot if she can pull up mid-range and take that shot and knock it down every time she's going to be that phenomenal player she can't just have just I mean her three ball is is phenomenal and she keeps going further and further out and making them beyond NBA line (laughs) she's gonna take it from the logo like Steph Curry but, you know, again, that getting in the paint, protecting the ball better, defending better, like we've just seen her just evolve in this last, you know, throughout this season. Yeah. And she just continues to get better. And you could tell how bad she wants this. She wants to win. Mm-hmm. And she's really pushing, you know, for this team to get there. Yeah. So, uh Hopefully, uh, we'll we'll get to witness that record. I think now she's a uh, hundred and nine uh, free points mm-hmm. uh, made. So you know she only needs twelve free pointers to tie the record. So we know she probably will beat the record by the end of the season. Obviously, having more games, but she's on course to you know beat the record also with the same number of games as as Tarasi. So. We'll be on the lookout for that. Um, but, yeah, next next week, uh, I mean, this upcoming week, if you listen to the podcast, you know, this this actual week, 
Uh, we're gonna have two away games. Uh, it's so weird to not have yeah. uh, not a single game at home. Uh, two weeks without seeing the Liberties at the at the Barclays, but it's gonna be interesting games uh, this week. Uh, they're gonna play the Connecticut Sun uh, on Thursday uh, in Connecticut. So obviously now the the Connecticut Sun, uh, as of today, as we record this podcast on Sunday, they just clinch uh, a playoff spots uh, after you know um, the Mystics losing against the Dallas Wings. So they are the third team to uh, reach the playoff, and so we know that. A lot of people think that the Liberty and the Aces are above every everybody else, but Connecticut Sun is still a strong team, so it's gonna be an interesting matchup. I really want to see how they're gonna or try to handle uh, Lisa Thomas because she's always you know causing problems for the for the Liberty, and then two days later they will have another away game uh, in Minnesota. Um, third time we'll face them this season. Uh, we beat them in Minnesota. They beat us in New York. So it will be uh, the third, third time that we're facing them. So, you know, relatively interesting week. Uh, a lot of time to prepare those two games uh, before, uh, you know, they go to Connecticut. So I'll be interested to see uh, what adjustments uh, the Liberty are going to make compared to, you know, what they've, you know, experienced this past week. Uh, see if Anchu uh, might get some playing time. We we don't know. we don't know. Hopefully Dawson, uh, you know, continuing to uh, get back in shape, and uh, you know, hopefully seeing Marina a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, I know she also plays well usually against Connecticut. So let's see. But thank you so much, guys, for uh, listening to our podcast and continuing to support us. We really appreciate uh, all the love and support. Felicia, as we always say. <laughs> Let's Let's go go Liberty! Liberty!